0: a Woodside Church podcast. Good morning, everyone. What a lovely morning, isn't it? What a lovely... we hearing God doing amazing things among us. He's proving that he is our healer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, um, as Tom shared the testimony, I had a phone call from my wife today morning, while we were setting up in the morning for the band, and she says, You know what? I've got an exciting news! Tom is healed! Hallelujah! And so I said, oh, We were shouting, because last week, when Martin was here, if you would remember, he said, I feel like praying for the sick now. And he said, "Let's." and he had that faith, for praying for sick, and we prayed. And thank God. He's so, so good to us. Thank God for his healing. Um, at the same time, Our God is a protector, our brother. um, Coyote was hit by a car, in fact, the car that hit, the airbags and all have come out and it's written off and it was quite bad, it was quite bad. He has no clue what had happened, he was just fallen out. But thank God, Um, God protected him. He's got fractures, we believe, but he's at home resting. And Doyne is here worshiping God right in front. I said, Doyen, do you wanna go home? She said, no, this is something that I need to thank God for. I'm here to thank God for his protection. Wonderful. Great example. Um, keep praying for them. And then our brother Mohan, unfortunately he had a phone call today morning. Um, his very dear brother-in-law passed away and God brings his comfort. He's our healer, he's our protector. He brings in our comfort. He's just amazing, amazing God. We, Worship. Um, it's very clear, God is doing something among us, right? God is really on the move, he's working among us, he's really encouraging us, developing us, building us. I really thank God for what he's doing. What, all that we need is just, just catch up with what the Holy Spirit is doing. Catch up, catch the wind and then go with the flow. Um, um, yeah, God is so good. So uh, that's, that's what I wanted to bring, in that light, we have communion as well. I would love to spend time, you know, worshipping God through communion as well. So I'm going to just bring in few gist of uh, what I brought in today, what God put in my heart today with regards to this series, Passion for Your Name. This, as you know, if you were not here last week, this series has come out as an effect of prophetic words, constantly. You know, God speaking through many different people in different situations and different settings, but speaking the same thing. God is calling us, I'm doing a new thing among you. Come on. Come on, church. Rise up. Rise up. And it's, it's, it, things are going to get untidy. Things are going to get uh, uncomfortable but I am doing it, so I want you to come with me. That's what the prophetic words we're having, and then we are coming up, rising up with a passion. We saw um, Martin really led us well from the character Ananias and how he was passionate for God. I'm picking on someone from the Old Testament, probably the favorite for many of you sitting here, Caleb. How many of you love Caleb? Yay, I'm a big fan of Caleb. Caleb. Caleb, uh, I'll tell you the story um, in a minute. Basically, um, Caleb was a man who at the age of 85 years, when he was 85 years old, he went to Joshua and said, You know what, Joshua? 40 years ago, 45 years ago, God promised me something. And he said, I will give you this land. And that promise hasn't come to pass yet. I am still strong. I'm the same as I was before, 45 years old. I wanna go and claim it. Just give me permission, that's what he did. And then he went and he did the same. What a man, what an example, what a passion he had for God and his promises and his word. I'm just gonna bring out very few things. I prepared a lot, okay? But I'm not gonna bring everything out, but I'm just gonna bring out few things to, for us to examine and for us to learn from his life and then carry on, bring it on, and then why God is speaking to us through this and all that, right? I'm just gonna give you the background of the story. The background of the story, I don't know if you've heard about Caleb, but what has happened, Moses, before going into the land of Canaan, sent out spies, okay? He, He picked really godly men from every tribe, so he picked 12 men Great leaders, amazing guys, really, what to say, of great character. He picked all of them, men of faith, and he said, Now go in and spy uh, and come and see what is good in the land, what would be good for us, and then how the people are there, how well the walls are protected, what are the loopholes, and all this, you know, just, just what a spy would normally do. All 12 of them went, they saw that the land was amazing. It was land flowing with milk and honey. Even, in fact, the grapes, the Bible, this is how this is, you know, the grapes, uh, they had two people had to carry, put a stick through and two people had to carry. It's such a big bunch, massive. Oh, what a flourishing, what a really blessed land, you know? And uh, um, that is what, so they were really excited about it. They even brought back a few samples for people to show, this is how the land is. But. When they came back, they had a a big, big, big hint, and they said, the people there are giants. They are giants. We cannot face them. We cannot beat them. They will devour us. We are finished. Oh, it would have been better for us to die in Egypt. At least we didn't have to travel and go through all the struggle. We would have died there. We've come thus far to die. This is what they said to Moses. But while they were saying this, there were two people who who rose up and they really literally shushed the people. Shush! Shush! Stop talking! What are you talking? What are you talking? Shush! And they said, you know what? If God is with us, we can take over the land. Stop talking! What are you trying to say? No! We can still win it, guys! We can still win it. When God is with us, we can go and take over the land. That is what they said. And the response was people around them want to stone them to death. They were ready to stone them. Then God you know, suddenly appears in a cloud and then speaks to the people. And he was so, so disappointed with the ten of them who went there. He says, so, haven't the people remember what I have done thus long? I am the one who carried you all. I am the one who brought you out of the hands of Egypt, Jericho, what not? You know, I've, I've led you so well through the desert, through the rivers, through the Red Sea, and then still you're saying that you can't do it and you want to go back to Egypt. He was so gutted. In fact, he wants to. He wanted to destroy all of them. He says, "Um, yeah." Then Moses pleads for them, Lord, no. You are a God of mercy. You are a God who shows grace it's not that God forgotten but just he's just bringing out the leadership quality from Moses and then he says yes and then he says strongly to the 10 people who came the spies came out they are never going to enter the land but for my faithful faithful servant Caleb, Caleb and, and uh, Joshua they are going to go be victorious and going to claim the land which I will be with them, I will do this for them, then God gives a great promise and he describes their character, their nature which is just amazing Okay. and after that 45. this is the promise that comes while they were 40 years old, Caleb and Joshua, and 45 years later 45 years later, when Joshua is now in the land of Canaan, and he's splitting the land you know, uh, among the tribes, and then Caleb says, because one part of the land has not been gained yet. Why? Because there were giants still living there. So the people were really strong there, but nobody would want to go there. So he's distributing all the other lands. But Caleb comes and says, you know now, have you forgotten what the promise that God has given? No, it's not been fulfilled yet. I'm still strong, I want to go. I want to go and claim that land. And he did. I'm just going to read from Joshua 14, 6 to 14. I believe God has brought you here for a purpose today. Right? I am so glad the youth are sitting with us, joining us in our service. It's great. Guys, God has a plan for each and every one of us. I'm just going to read this, and I want you to note down something, okay? As we read, I want you to help me preach. Figure out something. So watch carefully and go through the description about Caleb. What comes up? Something comes up quite often, right? I want you to find out. This is a quiz, right? Go for it. Joshua 14:6 to 14. 6-14. Now the people of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite, said to him, "You know what?" The Lord said to Moses, the man of God, at Kadesh Barnea, about you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land. And I brought him back a report according to my convictions. But my fellow Israelites, who went up with me, made the hearts of the people melt in fear. I... However, note this, follow the Lord, my God, wholeheartedly. Say once. Say once. Once. Okay. So, on that day, Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever, because you have followed the Lord, my God, wholeheartedly. Say twice. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said this to Moses while Israel moved about in the wilderness. So here I am today, 85 years old. I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I am just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then now give me this hill country that the lord promised me that day you yourself heard then that the Anakites were there and their cities were large and fortified but the lord helping me i will dry them out just as he said then joshua blessed caleb son of jephunneh and gave him hebron as his inheritance so hebron was belonged Sorry, Eberron has belonged to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, ever since, because he followed the Lord, the God of Israel, wholeheartedly. Say it thrice. Wow. Do you get the picture? Do you get the picture? That's my message today. That's it. As simple as that. One thing we learn, Caleb was so passionate for God, he did amazing things for God. But a description about Caleb, which he himself gives, I'll tell you why he says that. Then Joshua gives, Moses gives. If you go back to Numbers 14, chapter, God himself, and he, but my servant, when he gives. You know, he says, Numbers 14 24, he says, But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it." This was God's description of Caleb, of his character, of his nature. My friends, my friends, my friends, as simple as that, Caleb was a man who wholeheartedly followed God. I just want to ask the question, I can just stop here and we can sit and examine ourselves before God and pray and ask for help. How many of us follow God wholeheartedly? How many of us, including me, us, am I following God wholeheartedly? I think this is a question we need to ask ourselves. Not just once, but every single day. Every single day. What does this mean, following God wholeheartedly? What does this mean? The best way is I'm trying to, you know, trying to describe it, trying to get definitions out, I'm trying to go into dictionaries saying, what is wholeheartedly and all that? Well, this is why we have the word of God, right? And the best Person to learn it from is from Caleb. Just look at his life and see what he did, how he lived. And that's when, because God describes him, God finds him to be wholeheartedly following him. What a verdict. Imagine God says that about me. I'll be like, ooh, (laughs) so excited, so excited. Absolutely. When Jesus went to be baptized before John the Baptist, you know, in obedience to everything, he says, This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Wow. Wow. Just amazing. When we look at Caleb's life, I just could, I picked out three points. Maybe I would recommend you to go and read more about Caleb's life and then. Learn from it, ask God to show more things so that we as well will follow God wholeheartedly. Yeah, and then we will be so passionate for God, achieving everything that He has promised for us. No matter how long ago it was, no matter it was 45 years ago, no matter while I was a child, no matter you are 80. No matter you are 70, no matter you are 60, still, when we wholeheartedly follow God, God will achieve this through us. Three things, just three things, okay? One, he was completely sold out, was sold out to God's words. He was completely sold out to God's word. He couldn't think apart from that. What he did, he analyzed himself, this is the past, how he lived, he analyzed himself based on God's Word. How did he live today? He lived today based on God's Word. The future, what he did, he planned his life based on God's Word. Whoa! Simple, isn't it? What he, he analyzed his life, how we living, how we've been doing, checking, What was his measure? The Word of God. His promises. He analyzed himself with the Word of God. He lived today based on the Word of God. He planned his life to come, his future, everything based on the Word of God. And his promises. We've got so many plans. We've got desires. We've got a future ahead of us. Especially you. You are planning. You know, unis and all that. Great. You're doing really well. Amazing. But where is God into that picture? Are you planning all this, whatever you're doing, based on God's word? Secondly, he was a risk taker. He was a risk taker. When all the Israelites with him saw the same thing that he also saw, but couldn't see God in it, he was really a risk taker. He was a man on a mission. Finally, he led a righteous life. He led a righteous life. This is so important, so important. These are times where we have so many teachings about the grace of God, which we take it too lightly. Grace of God is acceptance, so we kind of what it, omit the fact that we need to lead. There is a responsibility that lies on us to live a righteous life in the grace of God. That's it. That's it. If we can do these things, completely be sold out to God's Word, be risk-takers and lead a righteous lifestyle, we will follow God wholeheartedly. The others who went with Caleb and Joshua, look at this, okay, very carefully. People, when we read like this, we tend to look at them as like, oh, these people. How could they you know, think like that and talk to God like that? Oh, f- f- these people. But actually, you know what? Being in their place, if I was there, I would have already packed my bags on my way back to Egypt. You see, oh, my guys, this is not working. Why? They were chosen people from their tribes. They were leaders. They were godly people. They were men of good character. But what they saw, they saw all good things. You see, they are like me or like us. You know, when we analyze something, what we would do, we would go into Google look at some reviews, look at some statistics, look at some possibilities, what is good, what is good. That's exactly what these guys did. They saw that, this is good, this is good, this is good, this is good, oh this, oh so bad. Then they are kind of calculating between all these things and they're saying, "Um, when we calculate the risk factor, the risk factor is too much, it might cost our life. So what we do, bad idea, cut it out, cut it out, bad idea. So that's, that's what we would do. That's what normal humans would do. Do you agree? Normal humans like you and me would do. That's what we would do before we do anything. Why? what is this? Caleb and Joshua saying, ah, oh, guys, we can still go do it. Are they being over spiritual? Are they being kind of, you know, uh, you know these funny guys, the odd ones out? No. The, they are the odd ones out, Ooh, and so they are the odd ones What they did was, okay, the, the difference is, it's not wrong. I'm not trying to say, going into statistics, look, looking at reviews and all these, you know, worldly wisdom. That is wisdom, that is wisdom, that's not wrong. But what they did was, they took God out of the equation. They took God out, of the, they are trying to equate, this plus, this plus, this is equal to this. Um, okay, this one worked, this one worked, this one. Oh, no, this is never going to work. Do you understand? Why I'm saying not, I didn't say they didn't include God into the situation. They did, I didn't say they didn't include God into the equation. I said they excluded God in the equation. Why? Because in the first place, this equation was given by God. Do you understand? The equation belongs to God. When God gives you an equation, amidst all these factors, there's a massive factor called the God factor, the almighty, all possible, the wonderful, loving God factor, which they completely omitted. They took it off. They looked at what they saw, thing. all that Caleb and Joshua could see was this God factor. Was this God factor? God. God. Guys, we can do it. If God be with us, we can do it. I have the same strength 45 years later. Same strength. Still physically, mentally, spiritually. Yes, I'm going for it. Why? God factor. I'm not going on based on my word. God said you go into the land and I will give you the land and that's all I want to hear, that's all I want to do. Simple as that. Many a times, what we do is, it's nice to have equations, it's nice to have um, all these you know, surveys, and great, good, earthly wisdom, brilliant. God never said you shouldn't do that. But when God gives you an equation, when God is the Lord of your life, when you are sold out to God, you have to look at it from God's point of view. That is it. As simple as that. I love, um, Ensign Uncle used to say, I love, uh, something that really, really captured my heart. He used to say, oh, my full-time job is preaching the gospel, and when I get time, I do some uh, physician consultancy as well. That's what he says. He, while he was working full-time as a doctor, uh, in, in, in Bedford Hospital He's, funnily he used to say but he meant everything his full time job was preaching the gospel but when he gets time he does this as well well is that the perspective we have in our life let us be visionaries for God like Caleb just focus on that Lord this is where I live this is what I live for this is everything for me and I want to follow you And this makes me, what happens is, what people would normally describe as risks, risks factor, is not visible to us at all. In Caleb's report, in Joshua's report, he himself says, well, other peoples, they melted the hearts of the people in fear. When they heard it, oh, no, no. He was setting the positive vibe. Because he couldn't see that. Why? He was, it's not that he was blind, but he could only see a God through faith bigger than the risk that was involved. There are many here, many here. You might think you are old. You might think you are like, oh, yes, I used to do all those things. I used to when I had some. no, no, no. You are amazing role models and examples. Thank God God has blessed us with amazing people. We have. And one great example was our Stuart and Carol who came here today, who are running the connections, running for God all the time, every opportunity. Can I do this, big questions, this, 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 this. always looking for opportunities. I'm go- if I want to name, I'm gonna name everyone, definitely. Okay, because they came forward, that was the only reason I said. What great examples you guys are to us. Let us follow God wholeheartedly. All these risks, all these statistics, all this too much knowledge, all this forgetfulness that we are struggling with will vanish when we are sold out to God's word. Okay? I'm not going by my notes at all. I'm not going by my notes. I'm just gonna finish there. Um Praise God. (laughs) No, I feel definitely, um, definitely I feel um, God is stirring our hearts, stirring our hearts for great things for us. Okay? If you haven't got anything today but got one thing, just take God's equation. Don't exclude God in the equation. Take God's equation. Be a visionary for God. Be a missionary for God. Yeah, and uh, um, completely sold out for God. Be a risk taker. Don't worry, God is with you in this. And then lead a righteous life. There's a verse in the Bible which, which I always tell myself constantly, especially it'll be very helpful for the youngsters as well. It says, "Keep yourselves as clean vessels." This is the instruction Paul gives to Timothy. Keep yourselves as clean vessels that you might be used by the master. Okay? He's a great analogy. He gives Run. Flee away from youthful lust. Flee away from anything that is ungodly, he says. But keep yourself pure. It's a responsibility that we have in the, in the redemption, in the salvation that we have, which God has freely given unto us. And we are working along with him to keep ourselves clean, and God is gonna use us. There's one prayer which Saint Augustine, several, probably in the 14th century, he prayed. I just wanna put that up um, on the screen there. Yes, I just wanna pray this prayer. Can I request you all to pray with me through this, and then we will go into communion. Um, Felix will lead us. Felix, you could come on the stage, yes. Let this be our prayer as well today. God of our life, there are days when the burdens we carry chaff our shoulders and weigh us down. When the road seems dreary and endless, the skies grey and threatening, when our lives have no music in them and our hearts are lonely, and our souls have lost their courage. Flood the path with light. Run our eyes to where the skies are full of your promise. Tune our hearts to brave music. Give us a sense of comradeship with heroes and saints of every age. And so, quicken our spirits that we may be able to encourage the souls of all who journey with us on the road of life to your honor and glory. Father, yes and amen to this prayer, Lord. Father, you described Caleb to be a man of a different spirit. It's your words, Lord. You're saying he had a great attitude and you said he followed you wholeheartedly. Father, we pray, we humble ourselves before you. You know our struggle. You know our weakness. You know what pulls us down. Father, amidst all this, we want to focus on you. You are the biggest, biggest factor in the equation. And we look at you, Lord. We focus on you. And that's all we want to hold on to. Fill us with strength, fill us with more passion, fill us with love for you, fill us with love for each other. And we want to run for your purpose, Lord, for your kingdom to come. Here I am, Lord, just as Caleb said, today I am here. Jesus, this is our prayer. Today we are here for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.